This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. Today we're going to talk about foolishness, and this lesson was really prompted by our Bible study in Philippians last week, and we were talking, and the instructor led us back to the passage where it said, leading foolish women or silly women astray. And I got to thinking about that. I know that sounds very derogatory and condemning of women, but when we get into it and look at it, it's not quite what we think when, as we look at the term silly today. Um, foolishness is actually, or being a fool, is what's being referred to. And obviously that can be spoken about toward any person, any male, any female, or child. And the point is, if we're Christians and we're not educated in God's Word, then we are foolish. And that's not a term that, you know, we use very lightly, is it? So I'd like to look at a few things today, and I hope you'll follow along with me. Okay, so what does the Bible exactly say about fools? I mean, it calls some people fools. The list is really quite long. We know that we're to call no man a fool, and we can read this in Matthew 5.22. Jesus was addressing those gathered on the mount, and he says, But I say unto you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Okay, we can read in Ephesians 3.26 there. We're to be subject to anger, but not allow anything to let anger cause us to sin. So we must quickly, and the Bible tells us before the sun sets down, get rid of that anger. Now, according to Barnes & Oates in the New Testament, we read the word raka is a Syriac word expressive of great contempt and comes from a verb that signifies to be empty or vain, used as a word of contempt and denotes senseless, stupid, shallow brains. Those aren't very kind, are they? Jesus teaches here that to use such words are a violation of the spirit of the Sixth Commandment, and if indulged in, may lead to a more open and dreadful infraction of that law. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was according to Barnes. Now notice that the next step above and beyond saying raka is to call someone a fool, and that carries with it the possibility of hellfire. That's a pretty serious statement, isn't it? I know our language today is very different than when these words were spoken by our Lord, but the seriousness of that remark should give us pause. That being said, the Bible often refers to certain individuals as fools. So let's look at some of those instances so that we might be better equipped not to fall into that category of being foolish. Fools are identified by our Lord in several ways. Denying the existence of God is one of them. Psalm 19.1 says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. So we see that denying the existence of God is perhaps the most foolish of all. His evidence is all around us. I mean, it really takes more faith to deny a supreme designer than it does to believe in one. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Hmm. 
Anyone who considers the universe with a sincere, unbiased heart cannot deny this design and the handiwork of the God of heaven, and it would be foolish to even contemplate such a thought. And we read again, fools trust in their own hearts. Our own wisdom is simply not enough for us to set our paths by. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six reads, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He's made everything. And man is his greatest creation. To presume that the created is wiser than the creator is the pinnacle of ignorance. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 9. We must allow God to be the one who instructs our lives. Allow Him to be the guide as He teaches us through His Holy Word. And again we read, The fool will despise instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. The beginning of wisdom is found in the attitude of reverence and awe. Many people don't want to submit to any kind of authority, and they become their own God in their own mind. There's no respect for God, which spills into a failure to respect anything or anyone, whether it be laws, leaders, or whatever they choose. These fall among the category of fools, blinded by worldliness. The wise preacher said, A fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. That's found in Proverbs 15.5. Fools will use perverse speech. Again in Proverbs 10.18, He that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander is a fool. That could really hit us at home if we're not careful, right ladies? A slanderous person is one who is insecure, and a person who uses vulgar language, one who lacks the ability or self-control to properly express himself or herself, one who is filled with the word of the Lord and his goodness will speak kindly but honestly and not be found using vile or filthy language or even innuendos. Such talk is unacceptable to our Father in heaven. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. Colossians 4, six. Whether we're teaching God's word or simply having a conversation with another, our speech should always be that which brings glory to the Father, lest we be found foolish. Sadly, fools are deceived by false doctrine. This happens so frequently today. Have you ever heard someone make the statement, Well, I didn't really hear anything that was said that sounded like it was false doctrine. Often the problem is those who are foolish do not recognize false teaching when it's presented because they're not well studied in the Word of God. In the case of new converts, babes in Christ, we understand that. But in those who are supposed to be considered, quote, seasoned Christians... To be content to remain in the infancy stage of learning, not applying themselves to study, that is not acceptable to God. The Hebrew writer addresses this very issue in Hebrews 5.13-14. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. 
Notice the phrase that speaks to having their senses discerned, to know the difference between good and evil. If we fail to study, to grow in knowledge, we will be at best constantly confused and at worst foolish. Because we've chosen to disregard any studious effort in His Holy Word, and that leads to us becoming easily deceived with a foolish attitude that is ready to accept and believe whatever we hear. And the saddest of all this is that we may erroneously teach falsehoods to others. So that brings us to our final point, ladies. How are we to become wise and faithful daughters to our Father in Heaven? We cannot remain uneducated in His Word. We must be able to discern truth from error. Right from wrong, do it and then teach it. Ezra 7.10 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drinkers, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now we understand that all of these evil atrocities are unacceptable to our Heavenly Father. And ladies, I think most of us would never think of committing such, right? But let's go a bit deeper and look at the following passages, Colossians 3, 8-10. But now ye also put off all of these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off the old woman with her deeds and have put on the new woman, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created her. Now, I change that from man to woman just for us ladies. Just want you to know that because it's applicable to both men and women and young folks who obey the gospel. For any one of us to say that they have never engaged in any of these sins would be calling themselves perfect in all ways, and we are not. There was only one who could have said, not guilty, and that was our Lord Jesus. But the beauty of all this lies in verse 11. If we've put on that new woman or man and put off the old with her deeds, then salvation can be ours. Again, in three brief passages, we're shown what the problem is, why we should not be exemplifying those sins, and the cure for the problem. Oh, I didn't emphasize that part yet. The most important part, the whole of our salvation, hinges upon that very part. Being renewed in knowledge after the image of Him that created Him. To be more noble-minded, to know the will of God, we must have avid students of His Word. That's the only way we will have the ability to attain the knowledge that's able to save our souls. Within the pages of the Bible lies the saving grace, the mercy, the forgiveness, the love of God, and the path to eternal life, and everyone can have it. The fool will disregard it. The wise will cling to it. Bury it in their heart and draw from that fountain daily. Every wise and faithful woman of God will be doing this daily. 
I will leave you with this truth that is known by most everyone. Ecclesiastes 12:13-14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole of man. For man shall, excuse me, for God shall bring every good work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So ladies, let's remember that and not be foolish. And I thank you for listening. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting us at bywaymedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.